0: You are listening to Freedom Church STL. If you would like to check out more resources or donate to this ministry, please visit freedomchurchstl.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy this message. I want you to turn, and because it's Valentine's Day, we're going go to go one of my favorite places. Uh, and no, it's not a wedding scripture, but I want you to go to First Corinthians chapter 13. If you've been in this church longer than five years, you have heard me say that 1 Corinthians 13 has nothing to do with weddings. It sounds pretty and it looks good in calligraphy, but it has nothing to do with weddings. But I want to deal with something today. And if I was going to title a message, if I was somebody that did that, if I was going to title a message today, it would simply be this. You will fail at Valentine's Day Without the Lordship of Christ. Boy, doesn't that sound romantic? That's how it is in my home, man, we are. I'm just the most romantic guy, right? It's Valentine's Day. And, and what do I bring up to Sonia? Hey, babe, let's talk about lordship. I find a way to work it into anything in, in our life and anything I talk. Whatever we're dealing with, we're going to work lordship into it. But today I am going to declare to you that you will fail at the point of Valentine's Day without the Lordship of Christ. So let's pray before we jump into this. You with me today? Come on now. I want you to do me a favor. We're gonna pray. Father God, I thank you so much. Father, I am thankful for your love today. Father, I am thankful for your word today. I am thankful that as a good father, you have not left me here groping in the darkness, but yet you've not only sent your son, but you gave me your word to follow. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, you, you take your word, you change me, you break me down, you lift me up, you shift me on new paths, and I'm thankful for it. You literally restore me that which was unrighteous to righteous by the power of your word, through the person of the Holy Spirit. So Holy Spirit, we are thankful for your presence today. We're thankful that you are enlightening the word to us, to those down the lens, and that you are ever-present. Be honored today, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen. So I want you to go to First Corinthians chapter 13. First Corinthians chapter 13. And if, and if you've been to enough weddings, you, you know this passage But I want to deal with something today. Since it is Valentine's Day and since it is on a Sunday, we might as well talk about love because love is one of those topics and one of those discussions that's, it's an interesting thing. It's a very interesting thing in a sense of when we talk about love, love is so conceptual. Love can mean one thing to one person and one thing to another person. But when we look at love through the lens of the Bible, when we look at love through the lens of what we are commanded to do, what's been done for us, we see something a little bit different than what maybe the world's definition is. And so I want us to to see this. Let's just start by reading 1 Corinthians chapter 13, starting in verse 1. We're going to just read through this, okay? And then we're going to start digging out some truths. It says this, If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but I have not love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and I give over my body to hardships that I, that I may boast but do not have love, I gain nothing. In verse four, it says this, love is, and all of a sudden now we're getting, beginning to, get, uh, to define what love is. We're beginning to put shape on what the Bible would say, this is what love is. Love is patient and love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects. It always trusts. It always hopes. And it always perseveres. Verse 8 says this, love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be still. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. And then I love this. It goes into this description of how we only see in part. And it says, for we know in part and we prophesy in part. But, we are, but when completeness comes, meaning when the full revelation of Christ comes, when we're standing before that which is love What is in part disappears. When I was a child, I love this. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. But when I became a man, I put away the childish things. Meaning I started thinking differently. For now we see only a reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face that which is love. Now I know in part. Then I shall know fully. When? When that fully comes even as I am fully known. And verse 13, and now these three remain faith, hope, and love. But the greatest is what? Come on, you can type it in the comments. We know it. It's love. Now, now all of us would I, I could just stop right there and, and, and because that passage alone and just the, the list through four through eight, if I just said, hey, just go work on four through eight, and I sent you on your journey, and I said, Go do these things, go show love like this. I have to be honest with you, I'd be setting you up for failure. I would be literally setting you up for failure if we did not understand what love is. And you have to understand something. The Bible commands us, listen, this isn't even in question. Like we're not even debating here whether or not the Bible commands us to show love or to act in love. In fact, the Bible says that we are to love others the way God loves us. We're to love the family. Uh, We see this in 1 Peter. We are to love our enemies. That is, we are to actively seek what is best for them. Can you imagine that? Like we're actually supposed to love those that are even designed to hurt us we see that in Matthew we know this husbands and wives husbands we're supposed to love our wives as Christ love the church we know that from Ephesians but here's the kicker here's where we all struggle the reality of it is because we love lists Megan how many do, do you love a list you love a good list babe do I love a good list I love a good list And so when I'm commanded to do something, when I read in the Bible that the Bible says it commands me to go and to love my enemy, love my wife, love those around me, love my neighbor as myself, man, I sit there and I go, yeah, just show me what it looks like and I will go and do it. And so then we jump to Corinthians and we see that list of four through eight and we're like, okay, man, we've got our list. Man, we've got our list. I'm going to go and do this. But the reality of it is, the reality of it is, is that if we do not understand what actual love is, meaning the source of love, then we will start a journey that is bound to end in failure. What do I mean by that? Well, the reality of it is, is simply this. You know, we, we, we struggle with the fact that we sit there and we say, Oh, uh, I, I need to get love. Do you understand that we already have, like, but like human beings already walk in a love, meaning you don't have to learn to love? And I, I know you're sitting, look at me going, that you're crazy, I know people that need to learn to love. Well, let me, let me just show you something here real quick. Go with me to 2 Timothy. Come on, I'm not going to keep us too long. I know, I know you have picnic plans and you got walks along the, uh, walks along the lake and, and you're going to go walk down at the Botanical Garden. I know, I don't want to keep you guys from that because I know that's what we're just rushing out to do, right? But I want to show us something. We as human beings do not need love. Like we're not waiting for God to give us love. We already have it, but the problem is, is that it's broken. The problem is, is that it is off. The problem is, is that it is tainted and it is misdirected. And if we do not deal with this, if we do not deal with the roots of understanding the love that resides in us, then when we switch to this and we get commanded by the one that we follow after to go show our enemies' love, to go show our wives' love, to go show our neighbors' loves, if we don't understand the root source of it, we are set up for failure. In fact, in 2 Timothy, it says this in chapter 3, starting in verse 1, it says this, but mark this down. There will be terrible times in the last days Remember that when he wrote this, all right? People have been people since this day. He could have literally just written, tomorrow it's going to look like this. And it says this in in, in verse 2, people will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, having nothing, and then it says, have nothing to do with such people. But here's my concern, my concern is this, is that if we as believers or if we as people that have come into a church and, and just accepted, uh, we've come into a community of believers and then we've been given These commands, go and be this. Go and show love to your wife. Go and show love to your neighbor. Love God uh, like you, uh, love God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. Like we go and we go, man, I've got the command. I'm gonna now go and do it. The problem is, guys is if there is a not a changing of the source of the love. If the love that powers all of these actions is not changed and, 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 and repurposed and, 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 re, and pulled out and replaced by something else, then even though you do the right action, it will fail. L- let me give you an example of what I mean by that. I've never done this, but I've heard that there are men out there that operate like this. You remember when I said that that you will fail Valentine's Day without the Lordship of Christ? This is what I mean by this. Understand what I'm saying here. If If I were to give my wife flowers and the source of my love had not changed, meaning what drives me like second timothy would say is that i am still a lover of self meaning the source of my love and how my love is directed is directed internally and for myself that no matter even if i do the list of kind things or the list of actions if my source is broken then the action will eventually fail. And what do I mean by that? If I, on Valentine's Day have a source of love that is just self-focused, self-driven, it's about me, then no matter what I do, no matter if everybody around me was like, oh man, that was so sweet. Oh man, that was so kind. You got your wife flowers. You took her out on a date. You bought her her favorite chocolates. You did all of this great stuff. You stopped at Baskin-Robbins and actually got her the ice cream she wanted, Ryan Osborne. I'm not here to judge. You actually did these things and showed the correct actions, but the source was broken and the source was still directed towards me. Then the action will eventually fail because the reality of this, those that are receiving love, follow me on this. If you've ever been somebody that's received the action driven by a broken source of love, what you realize is is the action was never meant for you. It was actually just meant for them, for them to gain something for them. And if you've ever been on the other side of somebody extending self-centered love towards you, that the action that they're doing, the kindness that they're showing to you, the patience that they're showing to you, and when you realize that it wasn't for you, it was really just for them, for them to gain, not about you, boy, there's almost more pain involved than if the action wasn't done at all. Right? I mean, think about it. If I give my wife flowers and chocolates and all this stuff, and then she finally realizes, wait a second, he was just doing that to get out of trouble. He was just doing that to, to, to try to get on my good side and, and get and get favor from me. He was trying to get something from me. These these chocolates and the, these this these cards and, and the dinner, it wasn't for me, it was for him. And the reality of it is, is if that was the source that was pushing and driving those actions. Again, I didn't need love. I didn't have to learn to love. I have love as a human being because I love self. I love me. And I can still do all of these actions, but if it's driven by the the source of self, then, then I'm actually going to hurt the people that I'm doing those actions towards more so than getting what was... Supposed to be, she's supposed to lift them up. It's a, I, I'm supposed to be doing something for her so that she feels loved, she feels catered to. But if she just realizes he's just doing it for him, then, then the action itself, it would almost have been better if I would have just not bought the chocolates or not bought the card or not taken her to dinner because it would have done less destruction than if I set out and did it this way. So, so what I'm saying is this. What, what we have to check and what we have to really kind of check ourselves today is, is not are we doing these actions of love? Are we loving our neighbors? Are we loving our wives? Are we laying our lives? Are we, are we being kind? And I, and I do, I love that. Let's go back to just 1 Corinthians just for a moment. Are we being patient? Are we being kind? Are, are we not envying? Are we not boasting? Like, are we... Like, are we doing all of those actions? Like, we might be, listen, you might be down this lens, and you might be every day waking up going, man, I'm going to do this, I'm going to be patient, I'm going to be kind, I'm going to be this. But if the source of what is driving this, remember, I love this, love is patient. The patient part is a product of the source that's driving it. Are you following me on that? Does that make sense? Like all of these actions are, are the product of the source that's driving it. It is the, it is the thing that is happening from the source that is, that is there. But if the source is broken, then even my patience will be failing. Even my kindness will be self-centered. Even me not boasting can lead to self-righteousness. I might, not bo- I might do the action of love and not boast in your face, but in my mind, hold that back and lead myself to going, well, I didn't boast and I know I'm better, but I'm not going to say it. I didn't boast. I didn't do the action. And so I obviously walked in love, but the reality of it is I, there was still something broken in me. So you remember what I said, you will fail Valentine's Day without the Lordship of Christ. Well, that's the point. See, if we as believers have just been sent out the door to be nice, to be patient, to buy flowers for our wives, to, to, to honor our neighbors, may, you know, give them cookies every once in a while and, and, and let that person merge. And, and all of these things that we are trying to do, if, I just, if all of us are just sending ourselves out, if we're just being sent out to do those things but don't understand the heart of it, then we're no better Listen to me. There are, there are a thousand religions that are doing outward actions that seem right in society, but they are all being done for the gain of self. What do I mean by that? They're meaning, oh, there's all these religions that are like, well, if you deny yourself and, and, you, and you just serve other people, but that'll make you better and that'll put you in the right standing. Even those actions are broken. man I can do I could be a monk somewhere and, and serve my community and still be self-driven because I'm trying to get something for myself. I'm my service is trying to get me place with something. But we see this guys. We see that we are called to this. So, so what has to change? why, why, why can't we just What what would be wrong with us just going out the door and doing those actions? Well, like I said, they'll fail because anything driven by self will eventually fall apart. You will eventually go weary. You will eventually look at those around you and say they don't deserve it. So what needs to change? Well, I'm glad you asked that. The Bible makes it so clear, and I love this. I want you to... Look at this with me just for a second. I, I love this in, in, in Ezekiel chapter 36. In Ezekiel chapter 36, there's this beautiful, there's this beautiful uh, even foreshadowing of what is to come in, in Christ when we have our encounter with Christ, it says this, I will sprinkle clean water on you. This is in verse 25 through 27. I will sprinkle clean water on you and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your impurities and from all your idols. And look at this in verse 26. And I will give you a new heart. I will put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and I will give you a heart of flesh, something that is soft, pliable, and I will put my spirit in you and you will move, and move, uh, move you to follow my decrees and, and be careful to keep my laws. The Bible says that, listen, that the source is going to change for us to actually walk into these things that He's called us to do, that the source of what drives these actions has to change. We can't assume that we can do these actions, and that will change the source. If self never dies, if the stony heart is always still there, then we will always be driven. The source will always be wrong, even if we are doing the right actions. Are you following me on this? Does this make sense? And so what I'm saying is is that we have to be honest with ourselves. Have we just spent the last 20 years of our Christian walk trying to do the right things with the wrong source? But Ezekiel would say that he, when we encounter him, that he would come in and he would take out that stoned heart, that heart that is just so focused on self and replace the source. Why? Why is that so important? Why is it important that, that not just our actions change, but the source change? Because because we can't operate in a selfless love, in a, in a non-self-serving way. We can't operate in the love that God showed us if that, heart, if that stony heart hasn't been replaced. We will always see others through the, through the veil of our own eyes. We will always see others through the eyes of, are they worth it or are they not worth it? But when God has come in and changed the source like the root... When he's come in and he's taken out that stony heart and he's replaced it with a heart of flesh, a heart that is after his. Man, all of a sudden, how we, how we love our wives change. How we love our husbands, how we, how we love our, our family, how we love our neighbor. Even, listen to me. Even how we love our God with all of our hearts. Listen, think about this. If I still have a stony heart and I'm still self-driven, I can't even understand because I feel like I have to love God to get something. Like if I don't do this, then He's not going to do this for me. When the reality of it is, is that He showed His love for us while we were still His enemies. He loved us. So, So I... I can't even live in that space that says that, man, I, I've got I've to I've do something for God to gain something for God. But when he removes that and he puts in his heart, his source, man, I understand. Man, I'm not doing this to gain anything from me because number one, I already know I've gained everything in him. I'm responding to his love because of his love for me first. And I can only truly do that if the source, the root, not the actions have changed, but if the root has changed, that the core of it has changed. I love this in Galatians, and I'm only gonna keep you just for a moment. Galatians chapter two, I need you to see this. Galatians chapter two and verse 20, it says, come on, this this is like felt board stuff. It says, I've been crucified with Christ. I no longer live. I need you to see that in a new light today. I need you to see that that when it says that I, when Paul says I've been crucified with Christ, I no longer live. Meaning the heart that used to beat inside of me, meaning the source that used to drive all of my actions, and it's gone. I, I no longer live. The heart of Chris Taylor no longer beats, but... Christ lives in me. So not only does, no, not o- it's not just that, that the life I live, it's the root source that is now pumping in me, the thing that, that's driving all of my actions. That, that's what's alive in me. Christ is alive in me. The life I live now in the body. Man, listen, I might look the same to you. I might look like the same guy. But man, that that heart that used to pump all this stuff through me, all that self-driven, self-motivated, self-centered love, all of that that was pushed, man, that's gone. I, I live by faith in the Son of God who did what? Who loved me and gave himself for me. That's the heart that now pumps in me. And then it says this in Luke, and come on, we know this. Luke chapter 9 verse 23 says this. Then he said to them all, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. He says this is because he knows that that heart That Chris Taylor heart, that source is always trying to gain back control. It's always trying to revive itself. Self is always trying to to take back control and go, no, 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 I'll beat for now. I'll be the driving source for him. I'll, be the, I'll even make him do all the right things and he'll look right in the eyes of this, his social circle and people may even look at him and go, oh, he's so sweet. Oh, he's so this. Oh, he's so good. But what reality is is that self-driven heart has taken ownership again and now because of it, no matter what I do outwardly, what you think I look like, I am still broken inside. Because the heart of self, the source of self, has taken ownership. But Jesus would say, listen to me. I need you to do this on a daily basis. Deny that heart. Deny that heart of self and be reminded through faith that the life that you live, that the life that is now pumping through you is now pumping through you through your own heart, but through the life of Christ. Like Ezekiel would say that that heart of stone has been removed, it's been replaced, it's been pressed down, and the heart of flesh, the heart of Christ replaces that. See, if that happens, if that happens, then all of a sudden when we jump back into Corinthians, when we jump back into Ephesians, and we see to love our wives and to love our neighbors and to love our enemies and, and what love looks like. It's, it's patient, it's kind, it's, it's never boasting, it's not self-serving. It's, it it doesn't does delight in wickedness, and, and, but delights in the truth. Like when we all of a sudden begin to see that because we've denied self and we pushed down that stony heart and said, no, the life I live, the life that is pumping through me is through Christ my Lord, through faith. Man, when I look at those things, I don't look at this as an act of, of, of hardship. I don't look at it as an act of, of something that is going to be hard to do. I look at it as a, as a joy to be a part of. I look at it as, as a joy that I can serve and be patient with somebody, that I could that I could be protective of somebody. I, I, could, I, I see them now, not through my eyes. I see them now finally through the eyes of Christ. I see my son, my friends. I see those around me, my neighbors, through the eyes of Christ. Because of that, I don't see them as being unworthy or worthy. I just see them how Christ saw them. Worthy of patience. Worthy of kindness. Worthy of, uh, of me not boasting in them. Me not being envy of them, but, but always pushing them forward. Let me serve. Let me serve you. Let me elevate you higher than me. Come on, stand on my shoulders, please. I'll be your base if i am never seen. I'll stand below you. I'll, to, to all of my sons, I, I want them to, to stand on my shoulders. And if i am never seen, I can just push them forward. And, and it, I don't see it as, as a me being pushed down. I see it through the eyes of Christ. Do you see how all of a sudden this changes? Do you see how all of these things that we are commanded to do go from being a command to now if I understand lordship and if I understand that I have to deny myself and deny that stony heart, that, that heart of stone and rely through faith on the heart of Christ that now resides in me. Now all of a sudden you see now how how we can walk in this. Do you see now how we will not be just confusing to the world? Do you understand if believers are still, think about this. If you are trying to do the actions and the commands of the church through the self centered heart uh, of, a, of a human being, then the world, when they receive those acts, they can see through it and they go, man, they're just trying to check off some moral calendar. Why would I even want that? Do you see how we as a church can be confusing? Man, they're just being nice because they know that we're at church or they're just being doing this because of church. Man, no, we don't want anybody seeing our actions for anything other than that we are trying to offer and give them Christ. That's it. The only way that happens is if our stony heart is removed. The Lordship of Christ takes over, and that the life that I live now is done by a different source in me. What beats in me is different today. That's my prayer for us today. Not that you get flowers or chocolates or ice cream from Baskin Robbins. It's not my prayer for you. My prayer is that, that the stony heart would be removed, that you would have a true encounter with the true love of Jesus. (laughs) I love in 1 John, and you don't need to go there, I love in 1 John, it says this in verse 16, it says, and this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. That's how we know. That's how we know what love is. That's my prayer, that that's what you encounter today. That you encounter the true understanding that there was one that loved you before any of this happen and he's made a way for that stony heart to be removed and for a heart that's different a different source to all of your actions a new way a new life can be had that's my prayer for you today let me just pray for us man i hope you get this today i hope you get this i hope you get this understanding and this message of love today and what this means for you as a believer, what this means for the world around you, what this means for your spouse, what this means for your neighbors, what this means for even your walk with God. Man, I hope you get this today. Let me pray for us. Father God, I thank you so much. I thank you for your word. I thank you that it takes us and, man, it even takes the things that we think we know and all of a sudden deals with them and goes, we need to talk. We need to make sure that you're lined up right. We need to make sure that you're, that you're doing all of these things from the right source. Why? For our sake? No, but for His name's sake and for His glory and for His kingdom. Father, I pray that you rest this on us. Like, I, in fact, Father, I ask you to rest this on Like all the blankets that you're covered up in right now, yeah, I see you. All the blankets that are covered up on you right now, and you're just all comfy in your bed. Oh, that's how I pray that God rests this on you. That you understand that you need the heart of God for you to walk this thing out. That's my prayer. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. amen. Thanks for joining us. If you would like prayer, you can text Freedom Prayer to 9400 and send us your prayer request. And don't forget to find us on social media at Freedom Church STL. You can also find more info on our website at freedomchurchstl.com.